from our favorite prop bets to which way we lean on the spread, the over-under, and the money line. We'll break down what we think is most likely to cash in while the Chiefs and Eagles vie for the Lombardi. I'm your host, Bobby Kravitsky, and joining me on today's Super Bowl edition of The Winning Ticket, I'll start with Jesse Shule. If you're not tailing the Iceman, you're missing out on profits. You can find his work at a bevy of outlets, including Sports Memo, Picks and Parlays, and Kappa Reviews. Jesse, how's it going? Going great. Uh, it's been a great start to 2023 for me. Coming off a perfect 3-0 sweep uh, yesterday, so wore my yellow outfit there uh, this morning and uh, feeling pretty good about the Super Bowl coming up. Love that, Jesse. 5-0 and in the Super Bowls when it comes to betting on the winner. So you definitely want to stay tuned for who he's got coming away with the Lombardi Trophy in Sunday's matchup. And of course, we have the man whose picks don't miss, Mr. Automatic, the walking bucket that is 28-year professional sports handicapper from Sports Memo, Wager Talk, and the Predictive Playbook, John Ryan. Wow, what an introduction, Bobby. Thank you very much. That makes Jesse look like he's a teenager when you say it like that. But I'm really psyched here. We have a, a basketball game tonight. We got more action tomorrow. We have a huge college basketball card on Saturday. And then we'll take a deep breath and stay awake till 6.30 at night for Sunday night and the Super Bowl. And I cannot wait. This is going to be a beauty. This is what it's all about. And age is nothing but a mindset, gentlemen. Remember that. <laughs> Why don't we start with the prop bets that we like the most? Jesse, we'll kick it off with you. What are your favorites for this one? Well, I've got two big long shots that I really like. And the first one is going to be on the MVP. And I've heard people talk on Twitter that, you know, the quarterbacks win the MVP every year. Don't pick a defensive player because that's a sucker's bet. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give receipts here. Uh, I looked at the last 22, year, 22 years, and I wouldn't want to go back further than 22 years because, let's face it, the 80s was a different era, right? Um, over the last 22 years, 13 quarterbacks won the MVP, which is 60%. But that means 40% are uh, coming from a different position. Five wide receivers, which includes Cooper Cup last year. Three linebackers, Ray Lewis. Malcolm Smith and uh, Vaughn Miller, and one cornerback, uh, safety, Dexter Jackson for Tampa Bay. So four defensive players have won the award in the last 22 years, and we've got a defensive player for the Philadelphia Eagles in Hassan Reddick, who you'd have to say would be their playoff MVP so far. Uh, the reason I like this one is because I don't really think he's competing with a quarterback the same way that, say, uh, a Kansas City defender would be competing with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the game script isn't calling for Jalen Hurts to come out and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Let's face it. The Eagles like to run the ball, and they run by committee. They don't have one running back that they lean on more than others. They split the ball around. Hurts gets involved in the run game. So it, I think it's going to be hard for Hurts to do enough to, to really stand out as the, the clear-cut MVP. And if Reddick gets a couple sacks on Patrick Mahomes, I like his chances. If he doesn't get a couple sacks on Patrick Mahomes, I probably like the Chiefs. That's a good one right there, John. And he'll definitely get it if he repeats what he did in the NFC Championship and knocks Mahomes out of the game like he did to Brock Purdy. John, what are some of your favorite prop bets? Well, I usually put out 10 to 12 with the uh, client picks. I'm going to focus on three of them here. And the other uh, prop bets, if you're interested, will be attached to this Twitter uh, feed for this show. 
So when I retweet it, I'll do a quote retreating, include some of the other ones. But Jesse, I think I think I like your uh, your breakdown very well detailed. But unfortunately, I have to disagree with you because why in the world is Jalen Hurts' over under passing yards at two forty six and a half when in the last two playoff games he didn't even get close to that? I have no clue why that is. But for pizza money bet and in the Super Bowl with with twelve of them. I'm going to go half pizza. I might even go a slice, whatever a slice is nowadays. What is it, like $3.50? Depends on where you go. You know, it's a half one, guys. You know, you don't want to bet these like um, like your life depended on it to win, certainly, okay? This, this is to be fun. And when you lose, you make fun of yourself. You know, you make these ridiculous bets, and I'm going to highlight two more, or actually three more, that are pretty interesting bets that I think have a chance to win. And again, it's for fun. So I'm going to go over. Because the market is telling me that why is it 246 and a half? I'm going to bet over Jalen Hurts passing yards for that number. Whether that gets him the MVP, I have no clue. It also might imply indirectly that Kansas City is winning the game in the second half and that Eagles had to abandon the run. But I'm going to give that a shot. I also like um, an offensive lineman, Jesse Show and Bobby. I'm blown away. Jesse, you gotta love this because you can bench what 40 times 250 pounds. You gotta love this offensive lineman to score a receiving touchdown plus 360 at DraftKings. Now, that's a fun one to me, John. And, and just to clarify for the listeners, you don't have to pick a specific offensive lineman, you can just say an offensive lineman will catch a touchdown. Yeah, and Andy Reid has a history of doing these gadget plays. And it's not to say that uh, the Eagles can't do the same. I mean, what would be the odds of two of them scoring? One each on on the Eagles, and that would be astronomical. Sense in a parlay. But the one I like in the uh, cross sports, and I've always been attracted to these. Uh, there's a couple that I'm going to be putting out for the Phoenix Open, which if you don't know what that is for uh, non-golf fans, and Jesse Show is one of the biggest golf fans I know, and that is definitely tongue-in-cheek, but Phoenix – open the 16th hole i believe it is it's like fenway fenway park it's green it's a stadium and it's a par three and all kinds of fan action takes place there and when i say fan action i'm talking active fan action participation it is second to none so when those come out i'm definitely going to be providing some of those too so you can have fun thursday friday with the golf and then sunday with the football results but in the nba joe morant Points, rebounds, assists versus Travis Kelsey first having first half receiving yards. Wow. Minus 130 for Jay Morant. Travis Kelsey plus 100. Jesse Show, you might be surprised because you think I'm, uh, you know, just enamored with Philadelphia this year, but I'm going with Travis Kelsey plus 100. I think that is a pretty darn good bet. I think Kansas City should get out to a pretty good start in this game and uh what else do i have here james harden made threes versus the houston rockets minus 115 versus marquez valdez scantling receptions minus 115. jesse who do you think i'm taking in this one jeez uh i i got no idea john i got no idea i'm going with james harden made threes i think uh you know with the tension of a national game I think he is going to do a little bit better than average, and I think he'll get at least four. And uh, minus one fifteen isn't too much to um, isn't too much 
wood to lay there. And for um, you, Bobby, Jalen Brown made threes versus Memphis, minus 160. Patrick Mahomes TD passes, plus 125. I think you got to go with Jalen Brown there. And again, minus 160, I would normally never in a million years pay that price. But we're talking about half pizza bets here. This is to be fun, guys and gals. This is not supposed to be a nightmare. You got to laugh at yourself when you when you lose them because you're going to lose more than you win. And that's all I have for the prop bets for now. John, let me tell you. So this is why you are a sharp among sharps. <laughs> I haven't listened to every gambling show, but I'm not sure that any other ones are doing the cross-sport wagering between the NBA and the NFL, bringing the, I don't know the name of it, the Phoenix Open, I think you said, the golf tournament out there. I do know that's a lot of fun yep. and very interactive with the fans. So, I mean, I tip my chapeau to you. And then a question, I will get into some of my favorite prop bets in just a second, but a question that I want to ask both of you, the over-under on Travis Kelsey catches is 7.5. It's plus 110 on the over. He had 14 catches against the Jaguars, then snagged 7 against the Bengals. Jesse, we'll start with you. Does Patrick Mahomes' favorite receiver record at least eight catches in the Super Bowl? Well, am I allowed to answer this question with uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get cheeky. I, I think there's better value just to take him uh, even money to score a touchdown. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said over or under, I'm going to take over. But I don't, I don't see the value in the line. Uh, seven and a half is a pretty high number for a tight end, even, even though he's Travis Kelsey. I like him to score the touchdown more than I like him to go over the receptions. But but if if pressed, I have to say yes to, the, to your question. I may or may not have Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown is one of my favorite prop bets, Jesse. John, when it comes to him hauling in over or under seven and a half catches, where do you see it on Sunday? Well, I have to be honest with these prop bets. I think generally speaking, the public is going to play the overs, just like I did on the last uh, four fun player props I just detailed. So my lean initially is that seven and a half is less, as Jesse said, than his previous two games by a lot. And just like that Jalen Hurts bet, the market's making me lean uh, towards the under. I do think that it's possible that Kelsey could go under those receptions and still get two TDs. So I, the prop bet I like better is actually Kelsey two TDs or more, obviously, at five to one. That one I like, and I would bet under the seven and a half, I think, in this situation. Yeah, John, if you remember, that was something going into the AFC Championship that we both liked quite a bit. It was the same odds, five to one, for him to get two tugs. In this one, I'm going to stick with the one touchdown like Jesse was talking about. You can get it for minus 115 on FanDuel. So I think there's great value. Kelsey's been really good to a lot of us this postseason, including when that over-under on receptions was at six and a half. So I'm going to stick with him to find the end zone. Doing it twice it's great value. It's worth sprinkling some pizza money on. I just don't think he does it. But I also do like A.J. Brown at plus 120 and Miles Sanders at the same value to find the end zone. Philly, it's the best ground game and the best offensive line in football. And when they get to the goal line, yes, there is a committee there, but the one most likely to get the ball is Miles Sanders. So I'll roll with him and A.J. Brown and probably fold these into a parlay. Love it. It sounds great. I might even, I'm going to tell you on it. There we go, John. That makes me feel even better about taking these to the window. And now let's dive into the spread, the over, under, and the money line. We'll start with the spread. Philadelphia favored by one and a half to two points, depending on where you look. Jesse, 
Are you willing to go against Mahomes plus the points? Let me give out one more prop before I answer that question because this this is one I really like and I didn't get to it before. Uh, It's the passing yards leader for the playoffs. And this is going to shock you. Um, Right now, Patrick Mahomes has 521 passing yards. Joe Burrow has 721 passing yards. Hertz is not really in contention unless he throws for like five or 600 yards in the Super Bowl. So it's really between Mahomes and Burrow. And right now, Burrow with a 200-yard lead is 8-1 to to hang on to that lead. Now, we all think that Mahomes is probably going to throw for over 200 yards, but there's no guarantee he does. He's playing uh, Philadelphia defense with the most fierce pass rush in football. We saw what they did to Brock Purdy. We saw what they did to the Giants and Daniel Jones. And we did see Mahomes win a game against the Jaguars, throwing for only 195 yards. And he's still dealing with a high ankle sprain at 8-1 to one odds for Mahomes not to go over 200 yards and Burrow to hang on to that lead. I think that's great value, so that's my other prop bet. As far as the Super Bowl goes, it'll counter what I just said. Uh, the public loves Philly here. Everything, I mean, you look at all the metrics, Philly looks great, and that's why the money is coming in on Philly. What I'm going to say is I'm going to roll with the better quarterback, and I'm going to have faith in the Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff to scheme up some solutions to counter that uh, – that fearsome pass rush and beat that defense with schemes, probably incorporating more running plays, maybe uh, some extra backs in there to chip block. Um, You know, we all know what's coming from Philly. It's a question of, can you stop it at the end of the day? If this comes down to the quarterbacks, I'll I'll take Mahomes over Hertz and uh, I'm going to fade the public here and, and take the chiefs. John, your thoughts on Philly being favored by one and a half to two points. Well, I think it's a it's a fair market price for sure. I do like the fact that uh, the line opened at some places with the Chiefs favored by one, and within like 20 minutes, it went to making the Eagles a favorite. Went all the way up to to two. I guess there was a sprinkling of two and a halves at one point, but you had to you know, be right in front of the window to even have a chance at that. And now we settled in at minus one and a half. The total has started going higher, so if you like the under, I would hold off doing that. Because what are the what is the public what are, what is the wave of betting going to be? Whether it's the pros or the Joes or the public, whoever, you know, it's going to be to the over, and it's going to be probably on the favorite. Although this is not really a favorite; it's more like a pick'em. So if the Eagles were like three and a half, four, or Kansas City was a favorite by that much, I think you'd see a wave of continued uh, buying on the Chiefs and the over. But the over, I think, could steam up to maybe it could get up to fifty-two and a half by Sunday. So, like I said, if you want to bet the under, I, I would wait. Um, one of the things that Jesse mentioned uh, that I'm trying to find on my list of, of my document here. And by the way, this document, if you send me a direct message on Twitter at John Ryan Sports and number one, I'll give it to you for free. There must be 60 trends and angles on this thing, all related to the Super Bowl and all, in my opinion, very meaningful. For example, here's one of the ones I was looking for. The MVP of the league. Okay, well, safe to say that we know who that's going to be. The MVP of the league is just six and fifteen straight up, five and fifteen and one against the number, zero oh and seven, the last twenty Super Bowls. That obviously works probably against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Teams lie between two and a half point favorites and two and a half point dogs that had the better defensive yards per point allowed for the regular season. 
went five and zero straight up, and against the spread, favors the Eagles. Teams that scored in every quarter of their conference championship win have seen the under go thirteen and seven for sixty five percent. Chiefs and Eagles both scored in every quarter of their conference championship win. And then teams that scored in every quarter of their previous two playoff games has seen the team go just three and seven straight up, two and eight against the spread. That means we're fading the Chiefs based on that angle. And I have a whole lot more guys, as you know, but I think the one thing to keep in mind is you don't bet or go to the window ever on based on one trend. You need to put the whole ball waxed together and handicap in your own style and just go with what you're learning and your experience. And you, you'll probably end up doing just fine. One last one I have here is the team that scored more points in the first half of their regular season games. You'll love this, Jesse and Bobby. But Jesse thinks I'm a Philadelphia homer. <laughs> but we'll have to see later about that. But the team that scored more points in the first half of their regular season games, which was the Eagles, are 8-13 and 13 straight up. 6-14 and 14 against the spread for 29%, 9-12 over over-under for 43%. And if that team is the favorite, Jesse Scholl, 1-10 against the spread. So Eagle fans right now are throwing up a little bit earlier than a possible loss on Sunday. But see what I'm saying? You can find angles that are meaningful that work both in favor of the Eagles favor of the Chiefs. I think the lean that I have here, and it's a little bit more than a lean, is the under. And uh, live in-game. Do I have time to talk about live in-game yet, Bobby? Absolutely, John. Go right ahead. Live in-game Super Bowl betting. Okay, the dogs that scored first went on to a 7-3 and three ATS record. The dogs that scored a touchdown first were 5-2 and two against the spread. Teams that had more rushing attempts, which we're obviously thinking that that might be the Eagles, 14 and 7 ATS, 18 and 3 straight up. Teams that had more rushing attempts and with a total of 50 or more, 6 and 1 straight up and against the spread, but 6 and 1 to the under, and that's 86%. Teams that had more rushing attempts and passes are 12 and 1 straight up, 10 and 3 against the number, 5 and 8 over under, which means it's 8 and 5 under. Teams that had fewer passes in the Super Bowl went on to a 14-7 and straight-up ATS record and 12-9 and to the under. And teams that had fewer passes but more rushes in the Super Bowl, which, again, would match the game plan I think we all agree on, would be the Eagles. 12-1 and straight-up, 10-3 and against the number, 8-5 and again to the under. And one last one here, teams that had scored 17 or more points by halftime and ended the game with the same or fewer turnovers. Went on to a 7-1 and one straight up an ATS record, and an angle that works against our under bet here, but it's still the, the fact, 7-1 and one to the over. So I'll leave it at that. Those are the in-game bets I think that are, are worthy to watch. By the way, one last thing, Bobby. I know I'm getting carried away, but the first quarter of the last 20 Super Bowls, seven of them were 0-0. Can you imagine that happening? So if that's a prop bet that you can find where the, the score at the end of the first quarter is 0-0, I got to think that's about 12-1. to 1. And if it's not, then maybe you don't play it. But that would be great. Now, you would think that in those games, the under from the pre-flop closing line for the total would automatically play under. 
No, it doesn't. It almost hits at 60% to the over. So if this game starts out 3-3-0-0, I think in my humble opinion, you want to get on that over very quickly. Yeah, it's a great breakdown, John. A lot of valuable information there for people. And also, by the way, follow him if you're not already, which, I mean, that's embarrassing if you're not. Follow John. (laughs) And then go ahead, DM him. Get the information he provided. And also, it's so important to recognize the start of these games. These teams have two weeks to prepare. So it lends itself to a feel-out type of you know beginning to the game and how that unfolds, which then portends itself to low scoring in the first frame. So it makes sense that you would have 0-0, 3-3, and other low-scoring configurations there. So you never know. It only takes one team to decide to buck the trend and come out slinging. But I also think that most likely there's a reason that we rarely see a team break from what most do. And as a result... <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if, once again, we're in for a low-scoring first quarter here. Jesse, I ask you, John mentioned the over-under. It could get up to 52 by the time we see kickoff. Do you feel like we're in for a high-scoring affair, or is this going to be a game where neither team reaches 30? Well, let me ask you, if you're facing Patrick Mahomes, do you want to come out passing and risk uh, going three and out and handing the ball back to Patrick Mahomes? I don't think the Eagles want that. And uh, with with Patrick Mahomes dealing with a high ankle sprain, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be good to go, but they don't want to put him in jeopardy. So what's what's the best way to keep uh, keep him upright, running the ball more? I think both teams are going to be motivated to run, run, run. Of course, the, the Chiefs want to get into the passing game eventually, but they, they can't just be one-dimensional and drop back to pass against this Eagles uh, pass rush. They're going to have to incorporate the run a little more. And all those running plays are going to chew up the clock. I I expect a much lower score than, than I think a lot of people think is going to happen. Yeah, and let's not forget those passes that act like runs, check down, screens, dump offs, you name it, to the likes of Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. So that certainly lends itself towards safer approach with Mahomes, keep him upright, and a low-scoring game, even though those plays were quite productive and profitable against the Bengals and probably will be again against the Eagles as athletic and aggressive as that front seven is, it does lend itself again to more methodical, chew up the clock, continue to get a read on what the defense is throwing at you if you're Kansas City's offense, and ultimately a low-scoring start to the game. John, which way are you leaning when it comes to that spread of 50.5 to 51, and maybe maybe we ultimately see 52 points? And I ask you this as well, are you taking action on it? I will be taking action on the under. Uh, My bigger play will be on the side. Uh, but the under I like quite a bit. And uh, no, I mean, seriously, I'm not kidding around. You know, Jesse and I like to, uh, you know, bar back and forth a little bit with each other, but it's all good, friendly fun. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like playing the, the under 50% pre-flop and then see how the game does go. My one concern in doing that, and I may go to 75% pre-flop, is the idea that there's been five, Super Bowls in the last 20 that have been nothing, nothing at the end of the first quarter. And these teams, this is a heavyweight boxing match, guys. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, uh, like feeling each other out like the first or second round of a, you know, a heavyweight fight. It's not going to be Mike Tyson against somebody and it's over in 90 seconds, although it could be. The one, one thing, Jesse, I'll mention to you with, um, I agree with Mahomes, you want to keep him off the field, but do you have any concern at all that the the four Eagles that have double digits and sacks. 
are going to be able to put pressure on him without having to send the blitz? That, I think, is the million-dollar question. If the Eagles are successful with that, obviously I think the Eagles win the Super Bowl. If not, then it's probably going to be Kansas City. But I was just curious what your thoughts were about that defensive front. Well, I think Bobby said it best when he said these these teams have two weeks to prepare. So that's on the coaching staffs. I mean, you, you know what's coming. You know what your job is. You know what you got to do. Uh, obviously, you need the personnel to do that. But if you want to earn your money in this league, you you got to find a way to neutralize the other team's strengths. I think we've seen that in Super Bowls. I, I think, for the most part, when I think back over the last 20 years of watching football, when you have a team that has such an obvious strength that everybody's expecting this team to be so good at this, very, very often the, the opponent has found a way to, to, to combat that. And, and that's what I'm expecting from the Chiefs. I'm expecting them to have a game plan to at least survive the first half, let's say. At least keep them upright for a half. I, I agree with that whole thing. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if what the, the Eagles, excuse me, decide to do is trust that front four to get home, protect the intermediate and the deep levels of the field, and be willing to live with, because it's so hard, especially against a quarterback like Mahomes, to take everything away, to live with the checkdowns and the shorter options and trust that they're going to rally to the ball and tackle cleanly and be able to limit Kansas City that way. And even in Kansas City having to move slowly down the field to put points on the board, then you get into that bend-but-don't-break territory in the red zone, and that I think the Eagles feel like that's probably the best way to contain Kansas City's offense, and in particular, Patrick Mahomes. Agreed, 100%. And then why don't we get to the money line now? This is where, John, I'm real curious to see if Jesse has perhaps influenced your pick here. We'll find out. You can get the Eagles for minus 120, and the Chiefs are plus 107. So whether someone likes Philly or Kansas City, if they have a lean, it's worth playing the money line John, we won't make our listeners wait. We'll go right to you. When it comes to the money line, who do you like? I would start this way. I, I, this is my plan. I don't have it you know, in, down in stone yet, but I'm thinking about doing this. The reason is that the Super Bowl averages 3.65 lead changes per Super Bowl. This is a line that's basically pick them. You would think it stands to reason that one team is just not going to run away with this thing. And that one team's going to score, then the other team's going to maybe possibly score twice, and it's going to go back and forth and back and forth. So I like the idea of doing like 25% pre-flop on the Eagles, minus 120. And then literally, as, as ridiculous as it sounds, you want Kansas City to score first. And then you're going to get the Eagles at plus money, probably you know maybe as high as 130, 135. And then you keep rolling from there. So what this is going to be a, a, an experiment. I'm going to do with $10 bets, maybe $20 bets with every lead change. So if it's seven, nothing and the opponent scores to make it seven, seven, that is a lead change. So whoever the, the team is that was scored a pawn, get that live in game bet for five or 10 bucks and see what happens with it. Because if you think about it, 3.65 lead changes and the most that there ever has been is five. And that occurred three times in the last 20 years. That gives you three, four, five bets potentially. And I could be dead wrong. And it might be, you know, 50 to nothing Kansas City. I'm not smart enough to know that. But I think if you let the volatility of the game, you know, when it looks like the Eagles are on the ropes, that's probably the time to bet them. When it looks like Kansas City is in trouble because Mahomes just threw a pick on his own 20, 
that's when you bet on the Chiefs. So I hope that makes sense, and that's the way I'm going to go, starting with the Eagles at minus 120. John, it's a great strategy. I'm going to tell you on that. It sounds like a good way to make some money on Sunday. Jesse, who do you like with the money line? I got to go with the, the team that's been here before, the quarterback that's playing his third Super Bowl, a coach that's been to the big game a, a couple times already. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said for being, you know, having been here before. You often see great teams that look great coming in, sort of uh, wet the bed, you know, in their first first big game. <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the Eagles. I agree. They, they look so formidable right now. But, but things change fast in the NFL. Like you guys said, there's two weeks to prepare for this game. Um, I'm just going to go with the team with the better quarterback and the more experience, the team that's been here before. All right, Jesse, you've got the Chiefs prevailing in Patrick Mahomes. He trusts. What's your score prediction? 27-21. I like it. John Ryan, we will go to you for your score prediction and who prevails on Sunday. I'll agree with the numbers, but I'm going with the Eagles 27-21. Sorry, Jess. So it's interesting because originally I had 27-21, to and then I changed it. I think it's going to be 27-24. to And, John, I'm in the same predicament I found myself in with the AFC Championship, where what I said on these airwaves was that the Bengals are the better team. But I just can't go against Patrick Mahomes. He's too good. His legacy is something that he's trying to enhance. You know, it's not on the line, but he's trying to augment it. And if you are what they say you are, then you win that game at Arrowhead and you lift the Lombardi on Sunday. But the difference here is that the Eagles are better in the trenches on both sides of the ball. As good as that Kansas City defensive line is with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, the Eagles are better in the trenches. And ultimately, I trust that. I trust their running game. I trust their defense. I trust them being more balanced than Kansas City. And so as long as they can get protection and perhaps generate some pressure on Mahomes and be aggressive, like I said, I think they will do a pretty good job of taking away throws further down the field to the second and third levels. I think Philadelphia prevails. I'm going with the Eagles 27 to 24. That wraps up this edition of the winning ticket. But before we go, John, we'll start with you. The stage is yours to promote any work you want to share and to let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Thanks, Bobby. You can find me over at predictiveplaybook.com where I sell the premium picks. Like I said, send me a direct message on Twitter at John Ryan Sports. And number one, I'll send you this document that has, uh, I believe it's over 50 meaningful trends and angles. And if nothing else, it'll be fun to put that out in your coffee table for your Super Bowl party and have everybody take a look at it and say, what jerk wrote this? But seriously, it'll be fun discussion. People will say, oh, no, that doesn't mean anything. And somebody else will say, you know what? I really like that. And that's what this is all about. Have fun. Eat too much. If you're you know, not driving, then you can drink too much. I'm sure Jesse will probably have quite a bit because he's in Thailand and it'll be Sunday. No, it'll be Monday when this game kicks off for him. But that's all I have to say. Thanks uh, for having me on the show as always. John, always a pleasure as it has been all season. And a good way to spend Super Bowl Sunday is by making money. So absolutely get that document, get the spreadsheet from John. Have that information at your hand before making any decisions. Jesse, the floor is yours now to promote any work you want to share and let everyone know where they can find the Iceman on social media. Well, at Jesse Shule on Twitter, you can go to my website, jessieshule.com. You can find me at Sports Capping, Picks and Parlays, Sports Memo, 
variety of other sites out there. I'm I'm all over the internet when it comes to selling sports picks and giving out free picks. And uh, I was a perfect three and zero yesterday, uh, hitting sixty five percent for twenty twenty three. So feeling pretty good about things lately. As he should, Jesse, a sharp among sharps, definitely tail and profit off his picks, especially when it comes to Sunday's Super Bowl. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today, whether you found us on Believe.com, the Winning Tickets YouTube page, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you enjoyed the show, please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. It goes a long way. For John Ryan and Jesse Shule, I'm Bobby Kravitsky, and this has been The Winning Ticket. Winning Ticket.